This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, this is Annie Grace, and I am here answering readers' questions. And so today I have a great question about how do you stay alcohol free? How do you keep the momentum when you're off to like a girl's weekend or a guy's weekend or a bachelor party or a bachelorette party? And so it's such a good question. Lisa writes in, she says, hi, Annie, you're amazing. I feel great. I'll be alcohol free for 30 days this weekend, but I have an annual girl's weekend in two days. I really don't want to drink, but I'm worried about FOMO. Any words of advice on how to get through the weekend unscathed? And I get this question all the time, and it is about those weekends that historically we have just centered around alcohol, like bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, all of these things that alcohol has been like the linchpin in this situation. So hi, you guys. Welcome. Hey, Chris. Thanks for being here. So um, here's my best advice. But before I forget, if you are wondering, okay, what would it be like to be 30 days alcohol free? You know, would that be good? Would that be bad? Am I curious about a life where I'm drinking a bit less or maybe drinking nothing at all, I want you to join me at for a free 30-day challenge. It's always free, alcoholexperiment.com. So if you haven't done that yet, join that challenge. It's phenomenal. It's always free. But right now we're talking about how do you stay alcohol-free at a girls' weekend, a guys' weekend, going away for a bachelor party, these high-pressure places where alcohol has just historically been such like a linchpin in this situation. So first thing I would say is that you really want to not abdicate your power up front. And what I mean by that is it's so easy for us to say, oh, well, I could pretty much do anything but that. I could pretty much do anything but that all-inclusive or about that bachelor party. I mean, that's just going to be impossible. And we literally abdicate our power up front, not realizing that like, There's lots of humans who don't drink at all. There's lots of times in history where people haven't been drinking, where it hasn't been such a a vital part of things. So give yourself permission to do what you want to do instead of just upfront abdicating it. And I know that sounds like a small thing, but it's really, really a big thing. And how you do that specifically is I think that it's so important to understand how powerful a decision is. Human beings, we live by firm decisions and that actually shuts off the part of our brain that's like going back and forth and back and forth. And you know this is true. I know for me, when I make a decision about something, I actually feel a lot of peace. And I'm gonna give you an analogy for this that hopefully will land and hopefully will make sense. But I have children, right? And if my kids are, if we're in the mall, we walk by somewhere that has ice cream and they're like, oh mom, let's get an ice cream cone. And I say, oh, you know what? Not right now, maybe later. How many more times am I gonna hear about ice cream? I'm gonna hear about it until later. And then if later I say, oh, I don't know, not yet. I'm gonna hear about it until on and on and on. Um, My friend Julie, she's also a mom and she had this thing she would do and she would go into what she called duck mode, which meant that like water just rolled off her back like a duck, right? Like it was just like, if you say anything, she would tell her kids, I'm in duck mode. And here's the thing about duck mode is she never once gave in once she was in duck mode. So if, if she was walking by the ice cream place and she, she had already known like, no, we're, we're going to a birthday party later. You're going to have ice cream there. There's no ice cream right now. She wouldn't, she wouldn't go in and try to reason with them or try to tell them not right now, maybe later we're going to a birthday party or try to explain it because guess what? Kids don't want to be explained to like, they're going to find a loophole. She would literally just say, kids, today's a no, I'm in duck mode. And because she was so firm on her nose and so firm on her decisions when she was in duck mode, she 
didn't ever waver and the kids would stop with all of the many things kids can do to try to get their way. Now our brain is the same way. There is a part of your brain that if you've been drinking for a long time, neurochemically, is just looking for an excuse and a reason to drink. And that's for a lot of reasons. It has to do with the dopamine response and a temporary overstimulation of the pleasure center and all sorts of things we won't get in here today. But trust me to say, there's a part of your brain that is looking for an excuse. And so when you go into anything with a maybe, I can tell you that 99.9% .9 of the time, maybe means yes. And you can test this out. I would actually try this before your big weekend away. I would just go out one night and see how it feels to say, oh, I might have a drink, I might not. And how much chatter is gonna be in your head, right? Because your brain is like those little kids. It's trying to find any way to get that extra stimulation, even if it's short term. You know, the parts of your brain that, you know, have been stimulated by alcohol, they're not, they're not sensitive to logic. They just want what they want, right? But if you go in and you're like, no, not tonight, no matter what, you'll notice all the chatter in your head goes away. It's, it's phenomenal, it's absolutely amazing. So you just need to know that maybe is a yes. And if you really want it to be a no, you may need to make that firm no ahead of time. And when you make that firm no, there's so many things that you can do. One of the best things you can do is you can decide like ahead of time that there's gonna be ups and downs and not even decide, but just really recognize that. That it is going to be there's gonna be amazing experiences in this weekend and there's gonna be weird experiences because this is a reality is you've never done anything like this before. You've never gone away on a girls weekend without drinking. You've never gone to a bachelor party without drinking. You've never done things like this before. So just allow that it's not always gonna be comfortable. You're doing a big radical new thing. And some of it's gonna be incredible and blow your mind about how awesome it is. And some of it's, you're gonna be like, wow, this, this really sucks. But you're never, you've decided in advance, you're never using that as a reason or an excuse or something to drink. And one of the best ways I know how to allow for all our experiences is to get curious rather than judgmental. So what that really means, and that, by the way, is like the crux of the alcohol experiment. So if you haven't done that before, it's free 30-day challenge, alcoholexperiment.com. But like, that's the crux of it, is how do we get curious about this? How do we say, I don't know if all this hype is true. I don't know how it's going to feel. I don't know if I'm going to have a better or worse time, rather than judgmental. And we allow like the scientific method to come in and say, hey, my hypothesis is... It's gonna be better not drinking, but I'm not sure. So I'm not gonna make any assumptions either way. I'm not going to go into this with expectations that it's gonna suck, it's gonna be miserable, I'm gonna be so unhappy. I'm not gonna also go into it with expectations that, oh my gosh, it's gonna be incredible because, you know, because either way, I'm gonna be disappointed. And just understanding that this experience will be what it will be, and if you can approach it with curiosity instead of a judgment of how it should be, how it shouldn't be, what should be happening, how people should treat you, how they shouldn't treat you, and just say, huh, that's interesting. Wow, that person's really upset by that. That's so interesting. And really kind of bring yourself back to the center of curiosity, which again, which is what we do at the alcohol experiment. It is so amazing because you have this opportunity then to find out what it's really like. And um, what I would say that you do if you find yourself in a place where you're like, wow, this, this isn't fun. You know, all of a sudden here, everybody is super drunk. I can't even relate. I'm not even on the same plane. The things they were saying used to be funny, but now they're just nonsensical. People are, are you know, crazy. Like I'm not even, I don't even feel good in this moment. I would bring a journal with you and I would take it away from the situation. Give yourself 10 minutes. Say, hey guys, I have to run to the bathroom or just ghost. Nobody would probably notice. Go sit down with your journal 
and just really write down and get all of the thoughts that you're thinking in that moment out of your head. Now, this does such a beautiful thing because what happens is we start to feel uncomfortable, we start to feel panicked, we start to feel upset, we start to say, this is a mistake, I shouldn't have done this, I need to just drink, I need to get out of this discomfort, I need to handle this in a different way, I feel so freaked out. And it starts to just spiral and go crazy and our brains just start to go nuts and they start to think, nobody even wants you here, why are you even here, this sucks, it would have been better if you didn't come, like they don't even notice, like nobody's being supportive, I, I'm not even having fun, I'm having such a miserable time, alcohol was better, on and on and on and the brain just like, goes crazy. And so if you just take a minute and you write down all of those thoughts, just all of them, there's something literally magical, trust me, about taking all of that crazy thoughts and putting it on a piece of paper. Because then you can look at it and you can be like, oh, okay, here's what I'm thinking. And then you can do what I call is the ACT technique. And this is something we teach in the alcohol experiment. And that's always free. Um, at alcoholexperiment.com if you ever want to join us. But the ACT technique is this. It is awareness. You've done that. You've put everything on the page. It's clarity where you're saying basically in essence when it's thoughts, you're saying how does this make me feel and how does it make me behave? And then you're just finding one or two thoughts to look for a better alternative. And it's literally magical. So let me give you an example. Awareness. Um, you know, Martha hates me because I'm not drinking. She, she feels like I'm ruining her bachelorette party. Okay, that's the thought. Clarity is, um, how does that make me feel? How does it make me behave? Well, it makes me wanna hide in a hole. It makes me wanna go get drunk. It makes me wanna drink for her sake. It makes me really upset. How does it make me behave? It is like, I probably, maybe I will drink. Maybe I will leave. Maybe I will just, you know, maybe everybody's better off without me, whatever. And then the turnaround is really where the magic happens, but you have to find something that you actually believe is true. If you go to that thought and you say, Martha doesn't hate me. No, she's super happy I'm not drinking. Your brain isn't gonna believe it. You're just gonna create a lot of like neurotoxicity. It's no good. <laughs> so what you need to do, what's so much better is to say, okay, what's a thought that could be true here that I could believe that would make me feel better and make me show up in a better way? And what about the thought that like, wow, Martha just needs time to adjust to the fact that I'm not drinking. Because that's not a huge leap, that could be really true. But how does that make you feel? Okay, well, I get that. This is a big change, I totally get that. Okay, I have understanding for her. How does it make you behave? You know what, I'm gonna give her the time to adjust. I'm here for her, this is her bachelorette party, I'm gonna be here for her, and I'm gonna go out there and put a smile on my face and be her best friend and just be present for her. And then all of a sudden you have so much peace. So if you really need to take yourself out of the situation, use that little technique and really allow for it. So just as a reminder, maybe as a yes, <laughs> so go into duck mode, make your no mean no if you're really serious about this. Make the decision ahead of time. Do not make the decision when you're in the moment. Um, be curious, accept that there's gonna be ups and downs. This isn't always gonna be sunshine and roses. It could blow your mind how amazing it is, but there also might be moments where you're like, wow, I didn't realize how intense this was gonna be. This is a massive shift and it's a big thing. And by the way, it's you're doing it at a point where like these activities have been like hand in glove with alcohol for as long as we can remember to the point where we've gotten confused about what's the fun being with our friends, which is truly the fun. I'll let you in on the secret or the alcohol itself. And remember where we started. You do have the power. Don't abdicate it ahead of time just because you feel like, oh, 
How is it even possible not to drink at a girl's weekend or a guy's weekend? You do have the power and you can show up in the best way and then use the act technique. And as a final thing, and you can take this one or leave it depending how comfortable you are, but enlisting positive peer pressure, I think is an incredible, incredible way to just make sure everything goes smoothly. And that could look like if you feel comfortable talking to your friends before you go and say, hey guys, do me a favor. I'm totally gonna be there for you. I'm, I'm like, I'm having so much fun. I'm so excited about it, but I'm not drinking. So just so you know. So that sort of thing, you know, enlisting the positive peer pressure. So, you know, comment below if this has been your experience, if, you've, if you found this helpful. And as always, if you're, if you're curious about like, what could life be like? Like maybe you're curious, maybe you're like, how would it be? You know, I don't want you to take my word for it and be like, yeah, life is great without alcohol. <laughs> Annie said so, like that doesn't make any sense. What I want you to do is I want you to experiment in your own life. I want you to go to alcoholexperiment.com, join me for a completely free 30 day challenge. Every day you'll get videos from me, you'll get emails from me. Again, it's totally free. And you just dip a toe and you just say, okay, what is life like without drinking? Let me find out for myself because that is truly, truly where the power is, is where we're all adults here and we make our own decisions about what we want and the role that alcohol plays in our lives. So thank you guys so much for joining me. It's so wonderful to see you all on here and have a great day. Hi, I'm so excited, you guys, because we are just about to start another live alcohol experiment. And if you do not know about the alcohol experiment, you need to literally drop everything right now and go to thisnakedmind.com forward slash LAE. That's LAE for live alcohol experiment. And here's the thing. This 30-day challenge is designed to interrupt your patterns and put you back in touch with the best version of you. You know it's that version that's living the most joyful life, that version that doesn't need alcohol to relax, or have a good time and that version that's having more fun and is more peaceful than ever. Again, it's a 30-day challenge. It's live. It's starting on the first. So hurry up. Go to thisnakedmind.com forward slash LAE. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.